It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in to another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down District 1 and 2 athletics most weeks here in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and today we are going to bring you our winter sports season recap conclusion extravaganza, which means it's time for another edition of the Skagsy Awards. And here is the man himself, Ryan Skaggs. <sighs> yeah, you'd be the only one plotting for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. We've had a lot of uh, people up north say really nice things to both you and I in emails, yeah. in face-to-face conversations, and elsewhere. So no, don't even. Yeah, I know. We're super blessed, I think, to be kind of in the position we are as far as just talking um, high school sports in the state of Idaho. And I think, uh, obviously, the recent run of success in the winter sports season is, has made it easy to to say good things, I think, about most programs, but um, or about us even, too. But I think, you know, hats off to, to Paul and you and the rest of the crew at Idaho Sports for a crazy last three, four weeks. Um, leading up to both state tournaments, state wrestling included. So, yeah, it's uh, but you guys did a masterful job with the state tournaments, um, and the broadcast. I mean, they're second to none. So I'm gonna I'm gonna toot our horn a little bit, but um, I think we do a pretty dang good job (laughs) for sure. And we uh, last week on on the uh, prep cast. Uh, or two weeks ago, we kind of recapped all the girls' state basketball action and everything that happened. And then if you were looking for some of that state wrestling stuff to quench your thirst, uh, we did a, a our last uh, episode of the season for the Matt Chat prep cast. We did that uh, last week right before boys' state basketball. And we, we hopped on and broke down all of everything that happened at state wrestling and all the storylines and, you know, took everybody's comments. It went almost an hour. So we, I mean, you can subscribe to the Idaho Matt chat prep cast or find that on uh, the Idaho sports, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook page as well. Um, so that's going to be kind of your state wrestling recap there. And then uh, we're going to talk, you know, what happened at state and boys basketball. And then also, you know, I jokingly call them the Skagsies awards, Ryan, but it's, it's really your all North Idaho uh, yeah. accolades and teams. And this year, uh, you've even taken it, or this season, you've taken it a step further and you've split it into large school, small school. Yeah, I think it's just because the, and I did it for that reason, just because we have so many dang good teams and players in North Idaho. And I mean, it showed, obviously, you look at the success that North Idaho, had, I put it on Twitter uh, last week, was like, if you look at the overall success of North Idaho, um Man, I mean, like from top to bottom with boys and girls sports, and you throw wrestling in the mix too with winter sports. You know, I don't know if there's district one and district two, if there's another area of the state that had the level of success that was seen up here this winter. And, um, you know, there could be a little noise made maybe for for district five or district six, but um, at the small school area. But I mean, you look at what what accomplished over big bad district three, you know, I mean, like really other than Meridian getting their state championship in wrestling, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of a lot of noise uh, in, on the on the, the basketball court. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, district three, just to recap in boys basketball, uh, didn't win a one one. Yeah. right? No, I don't even know if they won one. No, did they? no, 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 yeah. no. So they yeah, they didn't all the girls and that was it, right? 
yeah, they didn't they didn't win a championship, and only two District Three teams even qualified for championship games. Uh, that was Melba, of course, who lost to Bear Lake in the two A championship, and then Meridian, kind of the yeah. plucky upstarts that that got to play Lake City in the championship game. So I guess that we should probably start there. That's the biggest story from Boys State basketball is Lake City. First title in school history. Yeah. We had, we had talked about all weekend at state, you know, head coach Jim Winger, one of the great coaches in, in North Idaho, but also the state of Idaho. He's a, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, really, if you want to look at it as far as career path and record, like the guy is a shoe in for the, for the Idaho Athletics Hall of Fame. Yeah, and he so he had crossed the 400 career win mark earlier this season, and we kept talking about you know the one thing that's missing from the resume is that state championship, and uh, it was great to see Coach Winger and the team come through uh, with the victory. Uh, they end up defeating Meridian, a game that was close for really two and a half quarters, and then in that third quarter, midway through, Lake City really yep. turned on the afterburners. But I'll tell you what, Meridian was hot in that first half, man. Yeah. They were they came out shooting well, and Lake City to their credit never really panicked and the same thing happened against uh, Madison in the semifinals where Madison came out and gave Lake City their best absolute best shot and the Timberwolves never panicked like they maybe did against Centennial two years ago no, I was gonna say uh, it was more the match I think that's where you see the maturation of Lake City was that you know you watched them last year when they came into the first round of the tournament and they drew Centennial you know as the coming in as the one seed to you know last year as well playing instead of playing to win they're playing not to lose like you look at them and it was really tight i didn't really see that from them this year in the state tournament um you know they came in yeah they had the target on their back i mean everybody's given them their best shot game in and game out but you know lake city weathered the storm they they did play some tight games especially for you know three quarters and most of their games were relatively close um but then you look at what they did in the fourth quarter they're like no we know who we are we know what we've done the extra morning practices and everything else we've they've grown as a team and as a unit and really i think the thing that weathered the storm for the for lake city was the cohesiveness of that that group um that they could rely on each other they knew that like a nathan hawking was going to show up and shoot lights out in the, in the fourth quarter they knew that colton mitchell wasn't going to turn the ball over they knew that blake buchanan was going to get some big stops on the defensive end of the floor they knew zach johnson was going to take the best score from each team and usually shut them down so you know there was and, and then you get like deacon keesby who comes out of nowhere and goes off for double digits so i mean that's kind of icing on the cake for that team it was that you look at all the efforts of the individual but it it was the the parts added up for the whole for that team that may be one of the most dominant programs we've seen in in the state of idaho yeah, and that was the talk. Certainly, obviously, Blake Buchanan was the MVP of the the boys state tournament. Double uh, double, pretty much every game. Um, really was the one constant. You know, like Colton Mitchell would have a good game, and then in the championship he was kind of plagued by foul troubles. And yeah. you know, Kisby was really hot in in the semifinals. A little less so in the championship. Uh, the MVP of our championship game, actually, the, the Idaho Sports.com player of the game was Nate Hawking. Um, yeah. Because, you know, even though Buchanan scored the most points, to me, Hawking's baskets came at the most critical time in the third quarter when Lake City finally started to pull away. Well, that's been kind of his MO a little bit during the season, too. If you watch some of their biggest games was when he hit the clutch shots when, you know, Blake's drawn the double down in the block or Colton's getting locked down and handcuffed around the perimeter. They're able to get it in the mid-range and, and Hawking comes out of nowhere and he usually either hits a mid-range jumper or he drives the lane and gets a bucket and a foul. I mean, that's kind of the MO of that team. And, and you know, Hawking, I think, is an unsung 
role player. Everybody looks at at Blake and Colton, and rightfully so. I mean, they're great basketball players, but you know, you talk about the glue guy, right? You the kind of one of those terms that you hear. That might be Hawking. I mean, is it, he's the glue guy to that program that kind of brought everything together. He was that extra piece that they needed. And I mean, obviously on the transfer last year, but you know, what did he, what he added to the program was, you know, look at it. Now you get a state championship. Yeah. It was pretty remarkable run for Lake city. Certainly. Um, The next biggest story from state boys basketball, you know, you look at all the other teams, Lakeland went down and went to and out of the four a, you know, St. Mary's had a good run to the semifinals where, um, they St. Mary's lost. and Kellogg both had that. Yes. Run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're correct. And and then they ended up meeting up in the third place game at state, which was kind of cool. Um, to me though, the next biggest story <laughs> has to be the Lakeside Knights. In that I, not, I mean, I told you they were the ones that were going to push Lapway, right? Yeah, and, and we, calling... we had been talking about that ever since that January matchup in Lapway that you went and, and called for us on IdahoSports.com. And you said at the time, look, Andrew Brown didn't hardly play because he yeah. was in foul trouble and, and it was close and it, it was, was a 13 point game. Yeah. What, what a wild game that was between Lakeside and Lapway. I lament the fact that I wasn't able to watch it in person. I was covering, uh, I, I got to watch Rockland and water Springs play in the one eight D two third place game while that Epic battle was going on. Oh, but by all accounts, it sounded like a fantastic game and Lakeside was yeah, it was a heavyweight title fight. I mean, you look at that, yeah. just oh, what an amazing ball game. You know, Lakeside wins 81-79 in overtime and um we uh, the broadcasters that came from out of town to Boise to to broadcast all stayed at this shared Airbnb. And so I was I was talking to Josh McGauley, who was on the call for the 1AD1 tournament Friday night. And talking to him a little bit and I'm like, "All right, we got we got the matchup we all wanted. Lapway Lakeside. What do you think?" And he looks at me straight-faced and goes, I think Lakeside's got a really good chance to win this game. He said, you know, Lapway kind of struggled in their semifinal, and Lakeside just seems to be playing really well. He goes, it wouldn't shock me at all to see Lakeside win. And so yeah. what a tremendous uh, accomplishment for Coach uh, for Coach Two Teeth and the Lakeside Knights. Yeah, I mean, you look at that game, too, and just they got it. And, you know, it was something I sent a message to, to Coach Wynott and Coach Eastman from Lapway, like, hey, you know, hats off on an amazing run. Don't let the one game kind of taint what you did during the regular season on an amazing, you know, streak of, of 62 games in a row of like doing that anywhere is is so flipping hard. Um, and regardless of the sport that you're in and, and, you know, your kids responded night in and night out taking the you know everybody's best shot and you go into that championship game and they found themselves down at one point 23 points and they responded and, and got that thing to stink in overtime i mean most teams would have mailed it in if you're down 23 coming out of halftime like it's like all right fine wave the white flag but those kids didn't quit um so i'll give lapway credit like that they they continued to throw haymakers and they got some big shots um, the biggest thing I look at that game too is that Vander Brown and Case Wynott got hurt late in the fourth quarter and they stayed on the floor. They didn't leave the floor. And, um, you know, Case, I don't know how, you know, I talked to his dad after the game and well, it's yet to be seen how bad that injury was. But, it, you know, they're talking possible Achilles type thing. But I mean, you talk about Warriors, they just wanted to be out there and win and just will their team to a win. And, uh, 
29 points out of Vander Brown, but the supporting cast around him. I mean, you look at Brutus Sijon, you look at Liam Hendricks, Tyson Charlie. I mean, there's there's that team's not going anywhere either. They're graduating Vander, but they leave the core nucleus. You know, there's four starters coming back next year of, of key contributors in a state title game. Um, you know, and Lapway obviously has case. We could see a rematch next year very easily. I mean, that's the crazy thing about, about this group. But Coach Two Teeth, I mean, you talk about getting your team to buy in and respond. That was an unbelievable, masterful performance. They came out and punched Lapway in the mouth early. And then they just kept their foot on the gas the entire game. They did not let up. And, you know, I said in January what the difference could be if Vander Brown stays out of foul trouble that, you know, it's a 13-point difference and Vander is good for a 23 average. That's a different ball game if Vander's in that game. I mean, and you look at it at State, that's what we saw. And we got what – I mean, the fans got what they paid for with that game. That was, like I said – online it was one of the best high school games i've ever seen that was an unbelievable game and an un- just the effort you look that you know lakeside was almost too tired to celebrate at the end of the game just because they were gassed so you know that's the type of game that that was yeah and uh basically what i was told from our broadcasters was lakeside had the strategy of as soon as case why not touches the ball we're sending two to three guys at him yeah we're gonna make somebody else beat us and despite that Case why not still scored 40 and had a very smart heads up play at the very end of regulation where Lapway is down three. Lakeside is attempting to foul why not before he can put up a shot to tie the game because if you make two free throws, you're still down one. And case why not very alertly just kind of hucks it up trying to foul me. I'm gonna just throw it up and got the call. He got got the the call, and that one was a 50-50 call, too. I mean, (laughs) I don't I want to give our officials in the state the benefit of the doubt, but that one was (laughs) that was iffy. (laughs) But everybody that was there was like, Yeah, I don't know, but we get bonus ball, so everybody wins. But you know, Lakeside could have had a legit beef there that they could have won that game before those free throws shouldn't even happen, but um they did, and we got an amazing game out of it. But yeah, that was man. (laughs) <laughs> for sure. Um, let's talk Kendrick. Kendrick was another team from North Idaho. North Idaho uh, won half of the titles, right? Yeah. When you look at Lakeside, Lake City, and and Kendrick, they get to the championship as the three seed. Um, and I don't know that people were expecting Kendrick to be there. I think it was more of a, oh, yeah, Richfield's the one, Rockland's the two. I, Here we go. And I just and said Ken- seeding's going to make a difference. You know, going in that, I, I think I picked Kendrick to make it to the title game. But yeah. – I didn't know if they were going to win it. I really did think Rockland was the team, you know, that, and man, that, that it's just a tough, that was a tough bracket. And you look at how it was and how it was built and Kendrick to do what they did. I mean, they got exactly what they needed to get a state title. And Nathan tweet, man, like that kid is, I said it in football. Cause I saw him come in and I'm like, it's Ty kept 2.0, but he's taller. And you know, on the football field, they're going to have some special things brewing down in Kendrick because that kid's only a freshman. Um, but yeah, to get the state tournament MVP as a freshman, you know, the last person I saw do that was a, a kid by the name of Case Why Not. Um, so, you know, is he going to be as good as Case? I don't know. That's yet to be seen, but that's definitely putting yourself in pretty good company. Yeah. So, congratulations to Kendrick. They beat Richfield, the one seed. Um, kind of a close game, but Kendrick, uh, 
is able to withstand a furious Richfield rally to to win that contest. Congratulations to Coach Tim Silflo. Yeah, uh, I know he tunes into the podcast every week. So yes, Coach Silflo, very nicely done. Ty um, Kept's probably watching in class right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so, so, and it was, it was cool to see it from a different perspective in football. They came into the championship as the overwhelming favorite. And this time they came in as the underdog and in, yeah. in the basketball championship and they delivered. And so good talent and Kendrick for sure. Real quick. I want to talk about St. Mary's and Kellogg because they did play really We're well. Bonner's ferry too. I, I know yeah. I wanted to save them for last okay. because yeah, that was, ahead. but real quick, Kellogg and St. Mary's, uh, Kellogg gets the first round upset quote unquote over Cole Valley Christian. I think Cole Valley got boosted up because they were in the same league as Melba. Yeah. St. Mary's uh when they're playing Melba in the semifinals starts off four nothing lumberjacks. Then next thing you know it is what 22 to four Melba they were in a hole like they, they were down big. Yeah. Melba scored 22 unanswered and then you know I'm broadcasting the 5A tournament so I'm not paying attention and then I look and I see the final score and I'm like St. Mary's only lost by four. What, yeah, no, and it, went down, it was down to the wire. Yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, I thought St. Mary's was going to push him. I didn't know that they were going to come out of a twenty-point hole to do it. And you know, that was. I mean, hats off to to Grace and Sands and Dylan Holder and Tristan Hill and Renner. Like those kids on that team, they just play so dang hard. They love playing together too. That they they wanted another shot to be in the title game, and it, it was evident. I mean, they, that was a good Melba team. They took to the ropes. Um, and then they came in that third, fourth place game and, and you know, flexed on on Kellogg again and um, sealed the deal with a third place finish. So, you know, coach chasing that team like, you know, that's what I think in, in a worst case scenario. That's the best worst case scenario you can get with that program and the season they had, especially losing Grayson for a stretch um, where kind of people were wondering as well as, you know, the wheels falling off the, the wagon necessarily and. Man, they responded and they responded big. And hats off to the to the Lumberjacks because that was a great finish. And you know they had Melba on the ropes. They really did. At the end of the game, they left themselves a chance to be in there and find their way and will their way to the title game, but just you know couldn't overcome that that hole that they kind of dug. But um, yeah, no, that was a great a two A was a fun bracket to watch. It really was. Yeah, Paul Kingsbury was on the call for all of those two A games on IdahoSports.com, and he basically said. Um, you know, you can stop one Luna twin for Kellogg, but but stopping them both, good luck. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. I did see, you know, we put together these statewide scouting reports, all the media members uh, from around the state can contribute, and then we all share it together. Um, I did notice uh, from the Coeur d'Alene Press in their scouting report of Kellogg that the Luna twins are going to, are they going to walk on to the University of Miami football team? Did they get scholarships? No, they're. I mean, I think they got preferred oh, walk-on offers. Preferred walk-ons. Like, yeah, at U of M and and also Oregon too, I believe. Um, yeah. But yeah, no scholarly offers. I know there's been some D two offers, but um, I think they want to they want to travel together. I haven't heard necessarily see them commit hard to Miami, but I know that there's been an offer out there for a preferred walk-on. Okay, interesting. I saw that and it kind of perked my ears up. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." The U, that's yeah. pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, and then Bonner's Ferry. To me, I wanted to say this for last because uh, what an amazing season they had. Yeah. This, this to me was the most fun to watch, more so than Lake City, more so than Lakeside. Watching Bonner's Ferry compete all year long was such a fun thing to watch, and unfortunately. <laughs> They learned a hard lesson that everybody else in class 3A has learned, and that's Sugar Salem is so freaking good at everything. At everything. Why, can't they, why can't they ever let someone else win something? 
Yeah. Gosh. And, but, you know, you look at that Bonner's run and it was so quiet, you know, like people didn't start to notice until about two weeks before, you know, state tournament time. I'm like, oh, there's a team from North Idaho. There's another team with only like one loss and it's not Lapway or Lake City. Um, and you, you kind of quietly look at it and that Bonner's Ferry team sitting right there and they run the table and, you know, for a large part of that season. And um, to roll in the state with with the accolades that they had, they'd earned every right to be that one seed. And, um, you know, I look at the core nucleus of that team. There's a lot of that team coming back um, and they're going to be they're going to be it's a team that if there's a, a sugar Salem, you know, foe out there that's got a giant searchlight target like Batman signal, it's it's Bonner's Ferry next year. I think that Bonner's is going to be the team that's going to respond. You look at Asher, Williams, Ridge. There's all these kids coming back that are on that core group, and gosh dang, that that Badger team is going to be dang good next year, and uh, they're going to make a lot of noise. Not just a three, I think any classification. If you're if you're a team, they're going to get some invites to some fun tournaments too next year. For sure. So that's kind of what happened at uh, State Boys Basketball, and from there, Ryan, let's let's transition into your all North Idaho teams. I figure we'll start with boys basketball just because sure. that's what we were talking about, and then we'll circle back around to the girls. So you've separated this into large, uh, large school, small school. And so we'll go with the large schools first. This is 5A, 4A, and 3A only. And your MVP, no surprise, Blake uh, Buchanan of Lake City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just he, Blake had a great season. And you look at, like, you know, there's other guys that may have led in scoring or whatever, but you look at the body of work and what Blake's done. Um, as far as a game changer, your MVP is the guy that, like, walks on the court and you have to account for where he is at all times, it's Blake. And uh, so, yeah, he's my MVP for uh, the large schools here in North Idaho this this winter. And then in addition to that, you've also kind of mirrored what uh, the Inland Empire League does. They give out a coach of the year and then a newcomer of the year as well. They're the yeah. only league that I know of that does that, and I think it's kind of cool very college-esque uh, coach of the year for the large school division. We just got done talking about so, it. And this is 5A through 3A. Yeah. Yes, so right. 5A through 3A and then 2A through 1A D2. So yes. I got Nathan Williams at Bonners Ferry. And that's no no slight to Coach Winger and what he did with his group. But this Bonners group, I think, came so far out of left field that people didn't realize how unbelievable of a job Coach Williams did at Bonners Ferry. Um, he absolutely is deserving of my coach of the year because I think he did more, and I don't want to say more with less because I don't want to slight the kids um, because they work so extremely hard. But I think for what they did in the time frame they've done, I know that they thought they were going to be successful in the next couple years. I don't want to say that they, they showed up a year early, um, but – you know, with with the core that he's got, Coach Williams did an unbelievable job this year with Bonners Ferry and is absolutely deserving of my large school coach of the year. Yeah. And then if we take a look at your newcomer of the year, this is uh, I don't know if it's freshman or sophomore, but a freshman, new, a new a, typically a varsity newcomer. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene High, Caden Simmons. Yeah, Caden Simmons is a kid that you're going to see for a while. Um as long as his mom and dad are still here <laughs> coaching, uh, I don't think she's going anywhere. And hopefully his dad doesn't get hired away at a bigger school because he's doing a great job at NIC. Um, but yeah, Caden had had a great season for a freshman. He showed up and, and showed up big in a few games. I mean, especially that North Central game. Um, he was a big time role player in that North Central game early on in the year. And then you look later down the year, down the stretch, you know, he was averaging, you know, close to double digits, hit some big threes and, um, yeah, just a, a great season for a freshman in, in 5A basketball. The kid's going to be – he's going to be legit. He's a player. 
Yeah, and now if we take a look at your first team, now this is the one spot where I take exception. All right, five five guys, five guys is what it should be. <laughs> You're like the Big Ten. The Big Ten announced their all conference Pac-12, where I know it's like 13 people on the they, first they, team. Yeah, they have like eight <laughs> guys on the first team. I'm like, what in the did world? I? Okay, yeah, maybe you, I did. You, you, oh I yeah, you. Pretty much every team you sent me, there's more than five people. But yeah, it's you, hard you're so generous. You, you have a great, you have a gracious heart. So we're gonna show the uh, across the bottom here um, the first <laughs> team for the all uh, North Idaho. So it's team, team, right? It's not just five people. You have to have a couple guys come off the bench to make a team as well. So this is my first team. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, they're scrolling across, and you go ahead and take us through. Yeah, so I got Asher Williams uh, from Bonners Ferry, Alex Nip from Coeur d'Alene, uh, Nate Hawking from Lake City. I mean, come on, it's Lake City. Four of the five guys are on the first team or MVP. Um, and then Carson Way from Lewiston, I think, is one player that kind of gets overlooked a little bit because they play in the same conferences as Lake City but had a great year for the Bengals. Um, you know, he's a, he's a threat. And he showed it in that game against Meridian, the playing game, had a great game as well. But um, I look at this group and I mean, I'm like, you know, we're playing schoolyard ball. You know, these are the guys, if we're all lining up, that, that I'm going to probably choose um, to be on my team first round. So um, absolutely, I think all these guys are extremely deserving and, and played, you know, they all had great seasons in their own right. Yeah. And um, if you are watching this on the IdahoSports.com, you know, YouTube channel, you'll see that we are uh, putting these up on the screen, um, but you're going to put these, or maybe you already have. If you put I haven't put them on Twitter yet. yet. They will be okay. on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, at, wanted to, I wanted to give the premiere here before going to Twitter. That's good. I like that marketing. Um, it's at N Idaho game night on Twitter. Uh, you'll have the teams there as yeah. well. All right. Break down your second team for us. Yeah, so I got Braden Blackmore from Bonner's Ferry. Has it disappeared? <laughs> Sorry, notes. I forgot to. Uh, there you go. Now it's going to scroll like yeah. a ticker. Perfect. Uh, Cooper Larson from Coeur d'Alene. Scotty Hawking, the hot hand for the Lakeland Hawks. He found his way onto the all-tournament team at State. Um, had a good showing down there, but a good season for the Hawks. Uh, Neil McCarthy and Alex Shields, I think, are two guys that you're going to have to keep an eye on for the next couple of years for post falls. Neil McCarthy, the point guard, um, is a fun player to watch. He is a ton of fun. He's feisty and, and gives a great effort i think he was definitely deserving on a post falls team that struggled at times but um you know found a couple big wins during the season um alex shields obviously being in there in that mix as well as you know a couple youngsters and then rusty lee from sandpoint rounding out that second team yeah it's a good looking team uh to be sure uh let's take a look now at your small school awards this is 2a 1a d1 1a d2 mvp no surprises here. Case why not, man. You're averaging 35 a game and uh, 13 rebounds. You've had, what did he have? Nine triple doubles on the season. Um, he had a quad double, I believe, at one point this districts. year. Yep. Yeah, districts. So, um, and he did the quad double in 28 minutes of play or something like that, or 27 minutes. So, um, yeah, he's your MVP. <laughs> you know, and again, I, I was drop case closed. <laughs> yeah, you know, case nice play on words there. Case closed. Yeah. Case um, closed. <laughs> that's going to be the title of our right there. with a K. Yeah, case yeah. with a K closed. Case yeah, closed, and we'll put. Should I put closed with a K as well, or C? I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> as long as we don't have another word that starts with K in there, I think we're going to be all right <laughs> in terms of. <laughs> That's it. Right. I, I, anyways, I digress. Yeah. 
He's not from Kamiya. So, I mean, as far as the K and the K. with the Yeah, Kamiya, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so they don't not anything that. else. Yes. Yeah. All right. Coach of the year, James Tuteeth, Lakeside. Let me quickly pivot out of this uh, here. Yeah, Lakeside. so James Tuteeth, I think, you know, with what he did with that group. And here's the deal. In my list, too, I had Tim Silflow right there, too. Um, I think they both did amazing jobs with their groups. Um, Tuteeth had a great run with Lakeside. And, and just what he was able to do in the situation that he was in, facing Lapway twice during the regular season, a little bit of adversity with scheduling and stuff like that. The schedule that they played, playing a bunch of 2A and 3A teams, yeah, he's my coach of the year. Um, coach Two Teeth did a great job with the Knights and hats off to another state championship for him. And I, Which might be, I don't know if it's his swung song because he wasn't going to coach this year. Decided to come back. We'll, we'll see if he shows up again next year with that group. Yeah, so I think it was two years ago he wanted to retire. Years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the kids after Kenyon Spotted Horse graduated, and yeah, yeah, and they kind of talked him into coming back, and yeah, hey, we'll take him as long as he wants to do it for sure. Uh, newcomers of the year, uh, you've got two here, and I think this is one time where I'm like, okay, this this it's legit. It's, I mean, right? it's hard to choose, right? You got Nathan Tweet from from Kendrick and Tyson Charlie from Lakeside, like. You look stat wise, they're like almost dead even points per game. Rebounds per game is like within 0.5. Like their stat lines are so close. They're going to be really, really good players. Tyson had a great game against Lapway in the title game, had another great game against Lapway earlier in the year. Um, was a difference maker when they switched to that box and one against Lapway we saw in January. That kid was hustling and hustling hard on the floor. Um, all over the place. And Nathan Tweet from, from Kendrick, Nathan Tweet is a stud. Uh, you look at him as an eighth grader, he would have had the fastest uh, 1A time in track in the 400 in the state, and he was an eighth grader. So <laughs> what this kid can do as an athlete is unbelievable, and we're just lucky that we could be along for the ride to watch the maturation process of this kid from Kendrick. And he was the guy who made the winning play in the football championship game as well, intercepting that pass right at the goal line as Dietrich was trying to yep. go in to score. And so uh, what a story there. All right, your first team for the small schools. Go ahead. There's dudes. I mean, you got the Luna twins, Ripley and Colby, um, Jagger Hewitt from Kendrick, Vander Brown, Terrell Ellenwood Jones from Lapway, Jackson Vowles from Potlatch, and Grayson Sands from St. Mary's. That, I mean, I would, I want to see that team play the 5A team. Like, yeah, you throw right. a case on that team too. Like that is holy cow. That would be an amazing game just with the athletes that would be on the floor. Um, I don't know if I could pick a winner. Like really, that would just be, we, you know, let's make it happen at Christensen gym at NIC. That would be freaking awesome. But we're going to see a lot of these guys uh, playing in that all-star game here in a couple of weeks as well. But um, you know, unbelievable seasons from every one of those individual guys. Jackson Vowles is the one kid that I look at on this list that like, you stop and look at what he did, especially in the state tournament. Like the dude was on it. Like he had 37 in a game for potlatch in this in the consolation semis. Um, just a great season for the loggers coming out of nowhere. I really that potlatch team quietly just chugged along and, and upset Kamii in that play-in game and found their way to get some hardware. Like that's a that's an awesome job. That team's not going anywhere. Yeah, fantastic job. And then here is your second team as well. So Everett Skinner from Kamii, Liam Hendricks, and Brutus Sijon from Lakeside, uh, Elias Yearout from Lapway, um, Everett Lovell from Potlatch, Tristan Hill from St. Mary's, and Dylan Holder from St. Mary's. Every one of those guys is, you know, could be a first teamer realistically. And so that that just speaks to the depth of small school basketball in North Idaho. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be back next year too. That you know. 
we'll see what happens with the another year of another you know maturing and putting in that time in summer this i'm excited i mean already looking forward to next year that you know i think we're going to see a lot of state champions again come out of the north yeah as we were putting together the all-star game rosters for the statewide all-star game that's coming to Coeur d'Alene in a couple weeks you know i noticed two things one a um, lot of good seniors this year, but more importantly, man, there's a lot of good juniors that are oh going to really, yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, let's shift to girls basketball now. You're all North Idaho teams, girls basketball, uh, large school, 5A, 4A, 3A, MVP, the junior point guard from Coeur d'Alene High, Tegan Colvin. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's the truth. I mean, we, we knew that she was going to be really good coming in. Coach Simmons was super high on her coming when we talked to her last summer. Um, and she showed up and boy, did she show up in that state championship run, um, willing the, the Vikes to a couple big victories and, uh, in that state tournament and obviously getting that championship, you know, no easy days for that Vikings team. And they, they accomplished, you know, everything they set out to do. So, I mean, more than deserving for sure. Coach of the year, another champion will love from the Sandpoint Bulldogs. Given coach love the love he deserves. Like he's one of the better, uh, not just basketball minds in the state, but he's just such a dang good person too. Um, that it's, uh, you know, you look at the culture that he's building around that program and the girls want, I mean, the numbers that he's going to have coming out to, to try to be a part of something special that he's building there in Sandpoint. Um, you know, that, hats off to him and, and more than deserving of the coach of the year. And then that's no slight to coach Simmons. She did an amazing job with her Coeur d'Alene team too. Uh, but coach love with what he did at Sandpoint coming. I think a lot of people didn't come into the year pegging Sandpoint as the uh, favorite for the state championship. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to call that championship game for the Bulldogs for sure. And then we're going to, we're kind of going five, a four, a three, a we go three, a with our newcomer of the year, the freshman from Timberlake, Malia Miller. I don't think anybody can argue though. She's a stud. <laughs> She's legit. And, and uh, you know, proved it that Timberlake team is going to be back. They played for a state championship this year. I don't think they're going anywhere for the next two to three years. Um, they are, you know, she's a heady player on the floor, just goes hard. She had a great tournament as well at state uh, plays beyond her age and definitely shows up. So hats off Malia Miller. You are uh, the newcomer of the year. And now your first team, which I believe has six people on it. Yeah, it's a little smaller in the boys' team because it was harder to differentiate on the boys' side. But Maddie Simmons uh, from Coeur d'Alene, Avery Waddington from Lake City, Sophia Zufelt from Lake City, Capri Sims from Post Falls, uh, Carly Banks from Sandpoint, and Aaliyah Strock from Sandpoint. I mean, can you argue like that lineup? Like, no. take that team and run with it, man. Like, <laughs> you take them anywhere, goes nationwide. And I would, I like that team as far as effort and what they can, what they can give. So, uh, hats off on a more than deserving uh, first team honors. Second team also pretty, uh, pretty good. Let me put it so it scrolls here. <laughs> All right. I think one player we didn't talk much about, Bonner's Ferry, is Asia Abubakabari. She's amazing athlete like great numbers uh landry simon from from lakeland you've got maddie mitchell from the vikings kelsey cessna from sandpoint zoe kessinger from lewiston uh daily driggs from sandpoint and sierra sumas from timberlake i mean you can you can make arguments for those every one of them to be on the first team i mean as far as numbers and what they bring on the floor um but that's just the nature of the beast here in north idaho is that we are flush with talent right now um second team i think doesn't mean you know it's not I think there's no slight there. Like it's just like one A and one B. Like all these players here are more than capable of of you know going off for for 25 and 10 on a given night. 
um, whether it's assists or rebounds. But I mean, there's a bunch of unselfish ladies on this list. Yeah, really good uh, list, and I'm glad you gave Aisha Abubakari from Bonners Ferry uh, the shout out there. Uh, gearing up for golf season uh, for 3A, and she's uh, she would smoke me on the golf course. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah, Bonners Ferry. <laughs> the 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 trend will continue with baseball and and yeah. golf. Especially. They're not going anywhere athletically. That school is on the upward trend. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, all right. Now let's go to your small school 2A, 1A, D1, 1A, D2 awards. MVP from the Prairie Pirates, Kristen Wemhoff. I believe second year in a row she's won your MVP. Yeah, and uh, she's had an amazing year. And, I mean, the kind of the bookend to a great career at Prairie. And uh, I know that she accomplished something that, you know, Prairie was wanting desperately, and that was a win over Lapway in a meaningful game. They didn't get it at districts, but they got it at state in the three, four game. I mean, that really the third place game, cause there is no fourth place in Idaho. Um, but yeah, I mean the Prairie pirates getting that third place finish and uh, beating a very good Lapway team that had a great season as well. Um, but what a great career for, for Kristen and, and what she accomplished down there at Prairie. Yeah. Fantastic. So as we continue now, your coach of the year, also from Prairie, Lori Mater. I mean, you take your lumps during the regular season and then you put together a really good run. Um, it's, you know, who you could choose probably three to four coaches within that, that conference um, out of the white pine league. And and you can even throw in like one AD two ranks as well with between Deary and Kendrick. Uh, but Lori just, you know, with that, what she got out of her, her crew, I think what sealed the deal for me was that showing in the third place game and how dominant they were in that game over a team that had kind of, held a stranglehold over them for a couple of years. Um, and, and what they were able to accomplish was, you know, hats off and congratulations. Yep. And then we're going to stay in the white pine for the newcomer of the year. What a great freshman year. She had <laughs> Jalen McCormick marks from yeah. we, we knew about the elder one that they lost, but you look at Jalen and we knew about Jaden, but Jalen came in and Holy cow um, set the world on fire as far as from, as a freshman. Um, for the for the Wildcats, that team's not going anywhere anytime soon. You look at, you know, the struggle that they had at State in the semifinal game. I mean, shooting really cold and back to back nights. You, and you know, I hate to say like letting a team beat you twice. And I think that's kind of what happened when they went into that third place game. You're still rattled from the night before. Um, but this Lapway team will. Re- I know they will respond, and they've got some good kids coming back. Like the girls on that team, there's depth. Um, Lapway is not. They're not out of the mix as far as being a contender statewide anytime soon. Yeah, the McCormick Mark sisters will be back next year. Jordan will be a senior. Jalen will be a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, here is your first team now. Yeah, so I got Araya Wood from Deary. Uh, Madeline Green from Grangeville, quietly, I think, is one of the better players at 2A. Macy um, Jerome is somebody that didn't get talked about a lot from Kellogg, but had an amazing season. Rose Stewart from Kendrick was dominant for the Tigers. Lauren uh, Gould from Lapoy, another great player. Um, you know, and then Grace Bearden from Orfino, somebody that doesn't get talked about because the team that she's on doesn't do a lot as far as making it to the postseason. But man, she is a great ball player. If you get a chance to watch her play, she can take over a ball game. And, uh, you know, I know she'll be playing in the District 2 All Star game. I think it's coming up tonight or tomorrow down there in Lapway. But, um, what an amazing season for her. And, and, you know, those are all well deserved awards. Yeah, Grace Bearden from Orofino was the MVP of the CIL, Central Idaho League. Yeah. So congrats there. Uh, second team. So I got Eloise Shelton from Clark Fork. Um, I, you know, what what was accomplished there, I think, is definitely noteworthy um, with that team. You know, and you look at 
the whole of this group is like, man, I mean, the, this could be like another situation where they could all be first team players as well. Um, I mean, especially throwing like Brittany Phillips from Wallace is another player that quietly up north in the in the north leagues up here, just night in and night out, takes care of business. Shada Edwards from the Clearwater Valley is another one playing in the all-star game um, down in Lapway. She had a great season. Haley Taylor from Kendrick, another great player. Ariana Javier Gore, who we've talked about on this prep cast a couple times, um, had a had a great season for Lakeside. And then obviously Lexi Schumacher uh, from from Prairie you know, dominant career and, and a great player for the pirates. Yeah. That's a great list that you came up with and that will kind of put a bow on the winter sports season here in North Idaho. And, uh, I know like you, I, I, I by the way, I'm personal update. Not that anyone cares about my personal life. I'm still living in East Idaho. We are still <laughs> moving to Coeur d'Alene. We just got to sell our stupid house here in Pocatello. For anybody out there looking in the market in the Pocatello area, please contact Brandon Beatty or his realtor. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, uh, selling a home during a recession is not a very smart idea. I'm learning that painful lesson every day. Uh, but we, but yes, uh, I will be moving to North Idaho, uh, sometime this spring, my wife's employer has been uh, incredibly flexible and we're very fortunate for that um, that she's continuing to uh, work from Pocatello as well so anyways uh, with that said you're in East Idaho we still have like a foot of snow on the ground I assume it's the same up north yeah we got a couple inches still yeah we've got some more last night but it's weird it's been hit and miss and then we had like a stretch where it was like gone and then all of a sudden it came back so well spring will be here sometime check in between now and June <laughs> uh, yeah. So with that said, we usually take a break in between the sports seasons, right? We will uh, basically from winter sports to spring sports, take a week off, decompress a little bit. Plus, there's not much going on right now with the weather the way it is anyways. Uh, so we'll take next week off and then we will come back with our spring sports preview extravaganza here. On I will have on Twitter probably in the next four days, my all North Idaho wrestling team that I had last year as well. Yes. Um, so you can keep an eye out on that. I still have to compile stats and go through all the head to head matchups to make sure that I don't have any screw ups. Like I did last year about kids complaining because like the number, the, the second team guy pinned the first team guy like 10 times during the regular season. So we don't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Take, take your time with that for sure. And uh, we'll be on the lookout for that at, and Idaho game night on Twitter. Yep. All right, Ryan Skaggs, as always, thanks for hopping on and doing this. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the North Idaho PrepCast, everybody. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here in two weeks on IdahoSports.com.